0: FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long.
2: You're listening to Room 104, it's Cormac and Sersha here. You can get in touch on our WhatsApp for free 087 Now, we're talking right now about pathological compulsive liars have you ever known anyone like ever dealt with anyone who you would consider is probably a pathological liar
1: yeah there's a friend that used to kind of be hanging around a little bit we don't really talk to them anymore for that reason they just continue to lie from the age of my mum said when they were kind of three or four right up to being an adult like everything that comes out of their mouth is a complete and utter lie
2: we used to hang around with one lad who'll remain nameless and I said used to uh, don't hang around anymore because he swindled our mates out of like a couple of grand like he lied all the time and Mm. then he wound up overcharging uh, a few of the lads uh, like a couple of hundred quid each when they we were booking a holiday away uh, so like to fund his holiday he overcharged the lads He's like oh I just send the money on I have all the details Stop. here he like fiddled and doctored like the, the ticket prices and the, the invoices that were sent from Aer Lingus and the ticket whatever uh, and changed them and then one of our mates caught him in the scam because he either left out something or was looking at the email going that doesn't look right you know he could tell it would have been doctored a little bit and then yeah. it all came out but he just I never understood people who kind of just continually always, always seem to lie. Listen, let us know if you have any kind of strange, weird stories about people who you have come across in your life who are pathological liars. How bad were they? Drop us a text, get in touch, um, and uh, we'll chat about that a little bit more. Now joining us on the line to explain to you maybe why some people lie, why we all lie, and why these compulsive liars maybe feel the urge to do what they do. Joining us on the line is the New York Times best selling author of The Empath Survival Guide, Judith Orloff. Judith, thanks a million for popping on the show tonight. How are you? Oh,
0: I'm fine. How are you doing?
2: So, um, what's going on in a compulsive liar's head?
0: Yeah, interesting question. Um, As a psychiatrist, I work with a lot of sensitive empathic people who get attracted to narcissists <laughs> and sociopaths and psychopaths it's just you know that the empath or the sensitive person is so loving and wants to help and wants to you know really support the person and the other one the narcissist or the sociopath or psychopath doesn't have a conscience they have what is called empathy deficient disorder which means they don't have empathy as we know it so they're wired differently neurologically than we are and there's a toxic attraction between the empath and sensitive person and the narcissist. And, of course, the narcissist loves the sensitive person because they will be so uh, loving to them and so accepting. And the sensitive, empathic person will get demolished by the narcissist and the pathological liar They're constantly lying and they won't own it and won't take responsibility for it.
1: This sounds so familiar to me. It's terrifying. I was with someone exactly like you're describing, except they didn't compulsively lie too much. Like they'd lie about certain things, but never could say sorry. A complete and utter narcissist, like textbook narcissist. And like you said, I could give, give, give everything I had. And, you know, they'd love me for that time. But once that stopped kind of feeding them what they wanted, then suddenly they didn't care for me anymore.
0: Yes, exactly, and that's called the supply, that the sensitive person offers the narcissist what's called. You're supplying them with what they need, and when you take it away, then they become cold, withholding, punishing, lying, and they... The gaslight you—they make you feel like you're crazy. You know, if you say the sky is blue, they're going to say, "No, the sky is purple," and you need to, you know, get some help with believing the sky is blue. It's a crazy-making situation.
1: Would they ever change, or will, will that just be the way they are for the rest of their lives?
0: Well, people who have narcissistic traits only, rather than a full-blown narcissist, can they have hopes of changing? I worked with people with narcissistic traits who are in a relationship that they value, and so they really want to keep it going. But the full-blown narcissist who is self-absorbed, where the world revolves around them, um, where all they care about really is themselves, and they, the only way that they're going to be happy with you is if you do things according to their plan and tell them how wonderful they are all the time. You know, those people don't really change that much, and it's really sad. I wish I could say that, you know, therapy is effective, but full-blown Narcissists. narcissist, everyone listening, you know, you can go through my book and I have the criteria other than the one I just stated. They're pretty much all the same. So you can diagnose them. And the problem is if you've had narcissistic parenting, you might be attracted to a narcissistic partner. Or a narcissistic boss because you're trying to heal that original problem with your parents and that isn't how it heals in yourself if you find you're attracted to pathological liars or why are you in this situation over and over again with narcissists go back to your parenting and most likely one of the parents was either a narcissistic trait or was a narcissist so you know that's how you heal it so then you can accept a loving relationship rather than one where you're not going to get unconditional love Love. Narcissists do not give unconditional love and they lie all the time with a straight face. Wow.
2: That's terrifying. That
1: is kind of terrifying, yeah. <laughs> Are they dangerous individuals? Like, would you say that because they don't have empathy and or they lack that, that they could turn very dangerous?
0: Not necessarily physically dangerous unless they're homicidal, which is rare. They're usually emotionally dangerous for, you know, if you fall in love with a narcissist, you're putting yourself in high danger because your love will not be reciprocated. So you'll always be happy with crumbs that they throw you or make excuses for the lies that they tell because you want to keep the Relationship going And so It's emotionally Dangerous I've worked With so many Couples Where one Member of the Couple is a Sensitive empath And the other Is a narcissist And I've helped That sensitive empath Get out of These relationships And believe me It's not easy When you have A, a child With the, the Narcissist And you know You have family And friends It's hard to Disengage yourself And then When you try And leave They know Exactly what to Say or what Lie to tell that To reel you Back in again So It's just a particular personality type that, especially if you're sensitive, you need to be aware of so that you can protect yourself from them because they're incredibly charming, incredibly charming and intuitive and they can read you and know exactly what to say to reel you in. You know, I don't know if you're a narcissist with that way, but that's typically how they are. So they're really hard to resist in the beginning.
2: Um, you mentioned obviously empaths there. Um, could you describe, I know we've kind of gone through what a narcissist is, but what exactly is, is an empath or the the sensitive type of person that you speak about?
0: Yes, well I'm an empath and I have a lot of interest in it it's somebody who is very very sensitive, maybe you were a sensitive child and you would feel things and take on other people's stress and you wouldn't have the normal filters that other people have in terms of stress or in terms of picking up what another person is feeling and so children who are empathic really need to be educated about their gifts and the problem is empaths tend to be codependent and give, 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 and then with narcissists they overgive and they get caught up in this horribly destructive relationship. But an empath is an emotional sponge, and you can take the 20-question self-assessment test in the beginning of the empath survival guide. You know, do you do you refuel yourself alone? Do you have sensitivity to noise, smells, or excessive talking? You know, do you prefer being with? Small groups or one to ones rather than crowds, those kinds of sensibilities.
1: And what makes somebody then a pathological liar? Are they always going to be a narcissist or can you just be a pathological li- liar from birth right up?
0: I think you can have it by birth, you can have it by upbringing. Your parents might be narcissists or pathological liars, so you model it. It's very hard to cure a pathological liar because they're neurologically different in a lot of cases. Than other people are And so the only success stories That I know of Are people who go into 12-step programs For substances And for sex Or for food And being of service Is part of that program And so they they have to act as if And really begin to give to other people As part of their own healing Which is so therapeutic Otherwise they only give to others If they can get something back yeah. And that's very different Than let's say you are Now when you have a big heart and you want to share your love with other people and you want to give to them and listen to them. A narcissist won't do that and then they feel they're going to get something from you. It's a very different dynamic and they're neurologically wired in a different way. So everyone listening, I hope you can get this. But I always tell my patients, don't fall in love with a narcissist if you can help it. And if you have a narcissistic boss, you know, if you can get another job, if not, just realize their limitations and don't go to them with your heart. How are narcissists
1: yeah. with narcissists
0: as a matter of fact
1: do they have a meet up every week <Yeah>.
0: They could like each other, you know, they could be amongst each other and support each other in their own delusional way of viewing life. <laughs> you know, and so and, you know, a lot of dictators are narcissists. So that's how they can be dictators because they don't have a conscience. And so dictators like dictators, you know, a lot of times. So you know, they, they can like each other and they bond together or they can be very competitive. I knew two narcissistic men in I live in Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard, one built this high building. You know, he was a, he was an architect and a builder. The other narcissist built another building across the street that was 15 stories, so it was bigger. And so, you know, it, they were so competitive. And, you know, he built another building. It is crazy, the competition. And basically, what's underneath it all is feeling unworthy. Oh, uh-huh. really? You no, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not feeling secure or strong. It's feeling unworthy. It's feeling, they don't have a core. They don't have a heart. It's a crippling of the heart if someone is lying all the time and they feel that that's a way to feel powerful you know that's a very very weak emotional iq You
2: can't even not like them because they're oh, damaged
0: no.
2: <laughs> it would still stay away from yeah. them oh sorry yeah i will i'll
0: definitely stay away from them. yeah <laughs> you know they can be a lot of fun as long as you see them for what they are and not give them your heart and not expect them not to lie they will lie to you. You know, you don't be surprised every time they lie. They will lie to you if it serves them. They will not really care about your feelings. However, you can go out and have a night on the town with them and have a great time. See what you can do with them realistically.
2: You know what, I wish I had had this conversation with you a few years ago, Judith, but um, listen, we're kind of running out of time. Um, thanks a million for coming on. I said your book is The Empath Survival Guide, which uh, you can get online. I imagine you can get a Kindle as well. Um, Judith Orloff, do you have a website, Twitter handles, or social media where people can connect with you and? Find out more of the work that you do?
0: Yes, it is dot com.
2: Brilliant. Well thanks a million for speaking with us this evening.
0: Thank you